0: David's kingdom was not always peaceful. There were those who absolutely hated authority, especially his authority. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hemmer,
1: And I'm Janice. And the
0: name of this program is called Bible Discovery TV, which we are discovering the 32nd time this year. Very, very interesting. And Corey is here with Ryan to tell us what they're doing, Corey.
2: Well, in one of the chapters that we read today, the rebel against David, who is named Sheba, runs to a city called Abel Bethmaca. We're going to be taking a look at that city and how it went for Sheba later on in the program. Ryan?
3: Well, today we read about some of the mess that David had to clean up when he took over the kingship from Saul. So my segment today looks back to those foolish
0: mistakes that Saul made. Actually, I think... He cleaned up the mistakes that Saul made better than he cleaned up some of his own mistakes. But anyway, Janice.
1: Today, faithful and just.
0: All right. Take your Bible guide out and your Bible, the most important book of all. Let's hear what God says to us. 2 Samuel 20, verses 13 through
1: 22. When he was removed from the highway, all the people went on after Joab to pursue Sheba the son of Bichri. And he went through all the tribes of Israel to Abel and Bethmeachah and all the Berites. So they were gathered together and also went after Sheba. Then they came and besieged him in Abel of Bethmeachah, and they cast up a siege mound against the city and it stood by the rampart. And all the people who were with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. Then a wise woman cried out from the city, Here! Here! Please say to Joab, Come by that I may speak with you. When he had come near to her, the woman said, Are you Joab? He answered, I am. Then she said to him, Hear the words of your maidservant. And he answered, I am listening. So she spoke, saying, They used to talk in former times, saying, They shall surely seek guidance at Abel, and so they would end disputes. I am among the peaceable and faithful in Israel. You seek to destroy a city and a mother in Israel? Why would you swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? And Joab answered and said, Far be it, far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. That is not so. But a man from the mountains of Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Bichri by name, has raised his hand against the king, against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. So the woman said to Joab, Watch. His head will be thrown to you over the wall. Then the woman, in her wisdom, went to all the people. And they cut off the head of Sheba, the son of Bichri, and threw it out to Joab. Then he blew a trumpet, and they withdrew from the city every man to his tent. So Joab returned to the king at Jerusalem. 2 Samuel chapter 20 Verses 13 through
0: 22. 2 Samuel chapter 20, verse 20, or actually about chapter 20, 21, 22. We're going to read some very interesting verses in chapter 20 today, 13 to 22. But remember this, David's kingdom, although it was great, was not always peaceful. There were those who hated all authority. In fact, they hated any authority at all. And there were those who openly rebelled against him. One such rebel was Sheba. He was a Benjamite from the tribe of the former King Saul. Sheba was bold to demonstrate his rebellion publicly against King David by blowing a trumpet, usually used for military signals, and shouting. We have no share in David, nor do we have an inheritance in the sons of Jesse. Every man to his own tents, O Israel. Second Samuel chapter 20, verse 1. It was Joab and his brother Abishai who confronted this rebellion and pursued after Sheba. Now, Joab concerned Sheba and cornered him in Abel, Beth, Mackay where Joab and all of the people with him surrounded the city and battered the wall to throw it down it was through the actions of the wise woman very wise woman in that city that helped the city resolve the problem of Sheba's rebellion and frankly saved the city a woman that's awesome I, I tell you the the bible is incredible it's it's an amazing book talking about the reality of of what God does. Anyway, this is interesting, trapped rebellion. I wanna talk about rebellion because it's interesting from 2 Samuel 13 to 22, take your Bible guide, turn to today to this particular passage because it's fascinating Now we've studied other parts of this chapter and other parts of the chapters in previous years. This is the only time we've studied this. So through the last several years, we've gone through different parts of the Bible and today is a, a different one. Let's pray. Father, help us today as we begin to embark on this, to read from the Bible, to change our hearts instead of reading into the Bible what we want. Help us today, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we said together, Amen and Amen. Now listen carefully because this becomes important. 2 Samuel 20, verse 13 begins like this. It says, When he was removed from the highway, that's Sheba, all the people went on after Joab to pursue Sheba, the son of Bechri. And he went through all of the tribes of Israel to Abel, Bethmachah, and all the, the Barites. So they were gathered together and also went after Sheba. And we're going to get that guy. Verse 15. Then they came and besieged him in Abel, Beth Bethmachah. And they cast up a siege mount against the city, and it stood by the rampart. And all of the people who were with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. Now this is fascinating. Joab and the men of David's army came to tear the city down and confront Sheba. You see, God cannot be stopped by anyone. Sheba was foolish. He should have never gone against David like that, but he was foolish. Let me tell you something. They go after him and they're not coming home until they've got him. I want to tell you right now, that's the truth. Now, what they did is they built a ramp up the wall because the city was surrounded with walls and they were building a ramp out of dirt and rocks and everything else up. And they're banging that wall. They're going to tear the city's coming down and the people inside the city know that. There's a big problem here, beloved and uh, god does not let us up on let us up on it and sin will be judged it doesn't matter what you think or how you think god thinks it's how does god really think which the bible tells us very important second samuel 20 verse 16 then a wise woman she was wise i'll tell you cried out from the city i love this here here please say to joab come nearby that i may speak with you When he had come near to her, the woman said, Are you Joab? And he answered, I am. Then she said to him, Hear the words of your maidservant. And he answered, I am listening. So she spoke, saying, They used to talk in former times, saying, They shall surely seek the guidance of Abel. And so they would end disputes. I am among the peaceable and faithful in Israel. You seek to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why would you swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? That's a wise woman right there. And you know what? Joab answered and said, Far be it, far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. That is not so. But a man from the mountains of Ephraim, his name is Sheba, the son of Bechre, by name, has raised his hand against the king and against David. So you deliver him only, and I will depart from your city. Oh, this is amazing. So she said, the woman said to Joab, Watch, his head will be thrown down to you over the wall. I want to tell you something. This is a wise woman, let me tell you. A woman negotiated with Joab, the head of David's army, the head of the army of Israel, Offering to throw down the head of Sheba, who was against David. And let me tell you something. As Christians, we are standing in the place for unbelievers, praying for them today. Now, you may not believe in the Lord. And you may be sitting there making fun of me or saying, you know, you're crazy or, you know, I'm going to do something or whatever. But let me tell you something. Jesus Christ paid the cost for your sin, whether you believe you have sin or not. He paid the cost for your sin. And he paid the cost for my sin and i'm a sinner and he's the only way you invite jesus christ in your heart he brings his holy spirit helps you he's the only way let me tell you something and that's exactly what she's saying there was one way let's bring sheba down bring that sin guy down all right second samuel chapter 20 verse 22 says then the woman in her wisdom went to all the people, and they cut off the head of Sheba, son of Bikri, and threw it out to Joab. You know what Joab did? Then he blew the trumpet, and they withdrew from the city, every man to his tent. So Joab returned to the king at Jerusalem. I I just need to tell you, this is an amazing story. The wise woman, she was wise, I'm telling you did the right thing and saved many lives. It is always right not to complain, but to pray for the lost. Beloved, let's pray for the lost. Let's pray for those who are fighting against us. We don't have anything against them. We have things that we we say to God, Lord, there's sin in my life, help me, but we want them to know the Lord Jesus Christ too. So we pray. Let's do that right now. Father, we pray for the lost, the people who have rejected your message. We pray for them, that they would listen to who you are, that they would listen to your word, and they would change the way that they perceive you. Help them, Lord, to see the truth. Father, have mercy. God, have mercy. Have mercy on us today, on all of us, in Jesus' wonderful and powerful and majestic name. And we all said together, Amen. Hi, Rod Henry. We go through the Bible in one year. It's exciting. It's great. And you can join us by searching Bible Discovery TV on your phone. That's right, on your phone, your iPhone or your Android phone. And when you do so, you'll find the app. You can download the app and watch it anytime you want. Never miss a program right here on Bible Discovery TV. We'll see you there.
3: Today in 2 Samuel 21, we read a little bit about the mess King David had to clean up after taking over the throne from Saul. And in the following report, we're going to look back at some of the specific sins that Saul committed that in the end cost him his crown, his dynasty, and ultimately his life. Now, while this divine punishment might seem harsh to us, his sins are actually very similar to some other biblical figures. And just like Saul, they paid dearly for them. And all of these sins also reflect a deeper issue. Check it out. By all appearances, Saul was the obvious choice for Israel's very first monarch. He was tall, handsome, and humble. In fact, he even lived up to the hype at first, but as time went on, he grew arrogant and proved to have little regard for the Lord's commands, and repeatedly failed the test of faith. This was first seen through an unlawful sacrifice at Gilgal. Although he was supposed to wait seven days for Samuel to come make the sacrifices, when the prophet didn't arrive at the appointed time. Saul, at the brink of war, decided to make the sacrifice himself. At another time, Saul made a rash oath which prevented his army from eating until they secured a victory. So faint were they at the end of the battle that they rushed on the spoil and took sheep, oxen, and calves and slaughtered them on the ground, and the people ate them with the blood. Something strictly forbidden in God's law. But his final undoing was his defiant disobedience regarding God's order to utterly annihilate Amalek. Instead, he spared Agag, their king, and the best of their sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good, and were unwilling to destroy them. The fact that Saul's kingship and dynasty were stripped from him because of these failings isn't surprising in light of God's numerous personal forewarnings against such disobedience. It's also consistent with how God dealt with similar sins in the past. For instance, just like Saul made an unlawful sacrifice, Aaron's sons Nadab and Abihu offered profane fire before the Lord. Similarly, Eli's sons Hophni and Phinehas used God's sacrificial system for their own gain and pleasure. Just as with Saul, all of these men died for their sins. Furthermore, because Eli refused to put a stop to Hophni and Phinehas' behavior, God removed his entire household from the priesthood, just as he removed Saul's household from the kingship. And just as it was with Saul, all of these men honoured themselves and others more than God. And that was the real heart of the issue. While breaking the sacrificial laws was a very serious sin in the eyes of the Lord, it was less about sacrifice and more about obedience to God out of love, respect and fear for Him. As Samuel declared to Saul, has the Lord a great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you've rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. So, Samuel very clearly lays out the root of Saul's problem, which was a refusal to follow and obey the Lord. See, Saul didn't love God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength, and it showed. As Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. You know, Saul repeatedly failed to do that. Obedience is what God wants from us. It says, Samuel reminds Saul, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you, Saul, from being king." Wow! Did you hear that? Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And actually, notice that Saul committed that sin later also. Saul clearly didn't have a heart after God. And so God replaced him with a man who did. As Paul the Apostle says in Romans 11.22, Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God. So let's love God with all of our heart and our being and serve him. It's all about him and his
0: kingdom, not ours. And God tells us to love others uh, as we love ourselves. And so uh, Christians are here. We don't get a chance to talk too much about this on the the program. They're so focused on the Bible. But... Christians are called to love others. And as we do that, we demonstrate who Jesus Christ is because of the time we're in. We're not in the Old Testament time. We've progressed out of that to Jesus Christ and now we're in the time when we get to share what Jesus Christ has done for my life and your lives to everybody so they can see. And they will make their decisions accordingly. So that's very good, Ryan. Corey?
2: All right. Well, in 2 Samuel chapter 20, we read about uh, the rebel Sheba who will not submit to David's authority now that he's back in Jerusalem after the whole Absalom taking over the country debacle. Um, So, Joab, and the, who is the commander of Israel's army under David, and the military, they're pursuing Sheba through the countryside, and he ends up gathering a bunch of fighting men together, and he holds up in a city that's called Abel Beth Maka. There's this really interesting interaction that happens because the Israelite army begins to besiege this city, and a wise woman who lives in the city actually ends up arbitrating a peace deal between with, uh, with Joab and the Israelite army for the life of Sheba. Let's take a look at the history of this city and a little bit about that role of the wise woman in ancient Israelite society. Take a look. In 2 Samuel chapter 20, we're introduced to a city named Abel Beth this city is brought to the forefront of Israel's national drama after the end of Absalom's rebellion against his father, King David. The tribes decided to invite David back to Jerusalem as their king. But peace was fragile. A man named Sheba ben Bichri launched another rebellion, calling all other dissatisfied Israelites to arms. This Sheba traveled the entire length of the country to one of the northernmost cities in Israel, Abel Bethmacha. Here, he settled in, and here, Joab and the rest of David's mighty men caught up with him. David's army surrounded the city in a siege, built a siege ramp against it to allow access to its wall, and began to attempt to break through the wall. They were interrupted by the city's wise woman. This woman must have held some sort of civic responsibility that was compelling enough to grant her an audience with the enemy military leader. Her speech to Joab not only convinced him to stop his efforts to break through the wall, it gives us some interesting information about Abel Bethmaca. The wise woman appeals to the history of her city by saying that, they used to talk in former times, saying, they shall surely seek guidance at Abel, and so they would end disputes. This tells us that Abel Beth Maka was known for its wisdom, or it had a sanctuary, perhaps a high place, where people would inquire of God. She also refers to herself, and possibly the city, as a mother in Israel. The Judge Deborah was also called a mother in Israel. The term may also have been used to emphasize the importance of certain city centers who were responsible for outlying villages. After chastising Joab, Joab agreed to call off his men while the woman got the head of the traitor Sheba and threw it over the wall. Today, excavations at Abel Beth Maka have helped illuminate the biblical mentions. Abel Beth Maka is located close to the city of Dan at ancient Israel's northern border. In fact, Abel Beth Maka was located on the border between Israel, Phoenicia, and Syria. Because of this, the city would have been a focus of various power struggles. Now, despite this important location, Beth Maka is only mentioned three times in the Bible. This account in 2 Samuel 20, and then two accounts of takeovers. From the time period of the Judges, a large complex cultic areas and houses have been excavated, with one of the most exciting finds being a small hoard of silver, including jewelry, from one of the homes. From the time of the early monarchy, in the remains of a large public building, a jar of hundreds of animal ankle bones was found. This may point to the building's use as a place of divination. Also from this time period, but from a different building, a small statue head was discovered. Scholars believe that this statue head may represent a king of Israel. So there we go. A really interesting look into this place and into that role of the wise woman. You know, this could have ended really poorly for uh, both the Israelite military, but also for the city of Abel Beth Maka. So it's, it's a really interesting uh, account to dig into and see what's going on historically and culturally.
0: And uh, culturally could have been a problem for Joab too, because, you know, what she said was true. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, do you want to kill the mother of uh, israel do you want to kill us and he says well far be it from me yeah a mother I don't in want, israel yeah <laughs> i don't want to do that mm-hmm. and she says so you want the man let's
2: make a deal yeah. well, throw his head over. Deal. yeah
0: and one man was killed and saved the city mm-hmm. and all of that it's it, it, it's a stunning reality mm-hmm. and a very very interesting and thing
1: isn't that interesting too that Sheba probably felt secure yes there of course right and and this is uh, so i love this because i get to sit here and listen to what's going on and and so i'm listening to ryan going oh yes that's exactly thank you very much for for building this up and then corey you do your segments and 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 taking away you know a lot of things that i would have had to reiterate so i love how you know it might make us look smart I'm telling you, it's not us. God really puts this program together because we don't meet beforehand. We, we prepare our messages according to, we pray about them and we do them according to what we believe God puts in our hearts. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm just privileged to be able to sit here and listen to the information that's going on back and forth. And so today I called my segment of faithful and just, you know, this woman who talked to Joab over the wall said that they were peaceable. They were faithful. And and then as I mentioned before, Sheba probably did feel secure in there and that's what being trapped in our own sin and our own bondage does. It makes us feel safe and secure. And we can't hide from that. Rebellion does not end well. Ryan uh, portrayed that beautifully in, in the life of Saul and how that he didn't follow God with all of his heart. And that made a difference. We learned that through Solomon. But rebellion does not end well. Living a life of rebellion or fighting against God is not a good option. We will eventually become trapped. You know, sin can feel really good for a while, but you know what happens? There are consequences to that sin, and we become bound to that. We become bound to what we worship. We become bound to what we give our attention to, where our heart goes. We become bound and chained, which is why when somebody comes to Christ and they give their life to Him, they often say, I'm released from that bondage. I now have freedom. I feel like the chains have dropped off. I feel like the weight that I've been carrying is gone. It's a new life. And sometimes we have to live through the consequences. God forgives us. Of course he does. He does. In fact, in 1 John 1 verse 9, I wrote down here. Listen listen to what the Bible says. If we confess our sins, he, that's God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That might sound unbelievable to you, but let me tell you, as someone who has given their life to Christ, I've asked God to help me and to forgive me for my sins. And it's living that life of repentance. Does it mean I'm going to make all the right decisions? Is it, does it mean that I'm going to be perfect? No, I can't do it on my own. That's the point. God has given us eternal life, and that's through His Son and salvation, and that's through His Son, Jesus Christ. We must come to God in repentance and not nurture or make excuses for the way we've always done it or our thinking or that we can't change. You know what? We can't change in of ourselves, but through God's Holy Spirit, through God's forgiveness, we can change, and He's the one, that helps us to change. There's nowhere to hide. Sheba tried to hide in Abel. He tried to hide. He probably thought he was safe. And yet through a deal with one woman and one man, Joab and this wise old woman, he lost his head. He lost that war with with what he was doing, with his rebellion. Don't lose the war of rebellion. God has won the victory for you and it's only through him. Come to him today. Don't hide in your sin. Come clean with the Lord Jesus and He will forgive you if you truly ask.
0: I just want to remind you briefly that we are here on Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 3.30. When I say here, I'm talking about Facebook, YouTube and Bible discovery. We're streaming live for a prayer meeting one hour from 3.30 to 4.30. Check out Bible Discovery TV on Facebook and YouTube. And remember, we are on BibleDiscoveryTV.com. Now let's pray. Lord, I pray today for the lost. May they come to you. May we come to you. Forgive us of our sin. In Jesus' name, amen.